T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, we'll start things off talking a little football with Rick Spielman. That'll be in about three minutes from right now. Gerson Rosas will follow that. We'll talk Timberwolves basketball. Uh, we'll talk Twins talk in the 10 o'clock hour, though. I can tell you no P.J. today. If you're listening for P.J. at 1030, he's got another commitment. Mark Coyle will talk about some of the issues that we would have talked to P.J. about. That'll happen in the 11 o'clock hour, close to 1130. Then we'll talk the All-Star Game, Saints All-Star Game this week, and that'll wrap things up near the end of the 11 o'clock hour. We should be able to get you involved. Phone calls, text messages, stick around, join us. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back, and as promised, we're going to start things off talking Viking football. Rick Spielman, join us. Rick, hard to believe Viking season practice at least begins this week as the GM. What are the main things you're going to be watching early in the the training? Uh, just excited to get started. I know I've uh, got a break away from our off-season program, and uh, I know talking with Coach Jim, and uh, everybody's just anxious to get going and uh, to get started and, and uh, build off what we were able to accomplish this uh, off-season. I want to know, last time I talked to you, you might be seeing a Broadway play or two. What, what was that like for you? Well, we didn't get the chance to see the Broadway play because we were actually experiencing the blackout in New York and all the Broadway shows oh, no. that, that night. Oh, so, wow. uh, but we no, we went, got away with my brother and his wife and my wife for uh, four days in New York, uh, which was nice to kind of get away. But, you know, on Sunday... Uh, when you're anxious to get back because you know it's just right around the <laughs> yeah. corner. Now we're just everybody just I'm sitting around waiting because uh, I know <laughs> tomorrow the rookies come in and we get the chance to get started. What do you you, know, you get that, that new rule the the rookies come in a couple days early and of course you've seen them in minicamp and whatnot. What do you look for? When do you guys decide whether or not a rookie can play right away? I think you know we started that process first day they walked into our rookie minicamp and just started to evaluate and. Uh, Wanted to see how quickly they pick up the things uh, schematically that they're being taught, how they are in the building, in the meeting rooms, uh, how quickly they're adapted to the speed of the game. And now, you know, this is a chance we get to see them come in, get a couple extra days with them uh, to get as many reps as we can with them before the veterans come in on Thursday night. We get rolling on Friday. But I think everybody's to the point now where we're anxious to get the pads on here in about a week and, uh, and get ready to, to play some football. Rick, any plays you're watching, especially because they're coming off either off-season surgery or injuries that you were concerned about at the end of last year? Yeah, no, we'll meet uh, tomorrow. I know all our guys that had off-season surgeries and, or had some injuries have been in the whole break. Uh, I was in just watching them last week. They've been working out. So we'll get a full report on injuries and where everybody's at uh, tomorrow once we see everybody when they get in. You know, Rick, we hear, you know, Kirk Cousins in year two with the program, and they say that'll be better for him, although he's got a new offensive coordinator, although it's a system that he's familiar with. Just take us through, what what does the quarterback do with his assistant coaches to get on the same page? What's an offseason like? Are they constantly looking at film? Are they emailing each other saying, check this out? What do they do? I think it's a combination of all that. I know it's what they're watching on film. Um, I know going back and forth with uh, – Kevin Stefanski and, and Gary Kubiak on uh, what Kirk thinks is uh, that he likes and what works for him and what the coaches see. So it's just a, a process that's in place. And 
I think that started when we, you know, came in and put in kind of a, 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 the system that Kirk is used to and been playing in his whole career uh, in the offseason. I know Kirk is very proactive in uh, talking to Coach Zimmer and uh, and all the coaches about uh, what he's seen and what he believes. So it's a great communication, I think, uh, between the coaches and the quarterback. That's something you have to have in order to be successful. Rick, talk about the offensive line. Obviously, you used your first draft choice on the offensive line. Every magazine previewing the Vikings said that's something you'll be watching. Your thoughts on that offensive line going into uh, training camp? Yeah, I think we'll, you know, we got a little bit different scheme. We had a little bit different type of traits we were looking for uh, from an offensive line standpoint. Uh, you know, we've got a little bit smaller but more athletic uh, guys that can really function in that uh, zone scheme that uh, – that we're putting in, especially the outside run. These guys got to be able to pull. They got to be able to move in space. They got to be able to move in space and and lead out on screen. So there's uh, there's a lot of little nuances that we try to hone in on from a from a physical trade standpoint that the uh, uh, Rico Dennison and, and Kubiak and Stefanski wanted uh, in order to function in this offense and watching these guys move around, athletic, and some of the new guys that uh, have come in. Uh, have really shown that, uh, but again, you know, we got a ways to go yet. We we still got a long way to to still see where we're at. And you know, the biggest thing is once we get the pads on, we'll kind of get a a, a true uh, test of where these guys are. Is Delvin Cook's backup? Is that is that an open audition, or how do you see it right now? Yeah, we got a bunch of guys. I know, uh, you know, we signed Amir Abdullah back, uh, who's had a really good off season, and Mike Boone is back, and then. Uh, we drafted Madison, so I think that'll be something that you know will be open. I think uh, you know Cook had an outstanding off season, and and hopefully he'll stay healthy through the year because I think he can be one of the tops, if not the top backs in the league uh, when he's healthy for the explosive playmaking ability he has. But we'll see how everything unfolds as we go through uh, through this training camp. Rick, going back to the draft again, there seemed to be an emphasis on tight ends. Do you uh, look for more uh, formations utilizing multiple tight ends? Yeah, the one thing we wanted to make sure of, what is our offense, and then what, what's from a schematic standpoint? We're going to be in a lot of three wide. Like last year, we were in almost three wide formation almost all the time. This year, it's going to be a lot of different types of formations. And the one thing I think we've been trying to get to is that mismatch type tight end that is a smaller guy that can go out and uh, and maybe mismatch with a linebacker or a safety, and I think we've got that nerve, Smith. Uh, it was a big get for us to get uh, Kyle Rudolph back here and get him under contract. And also the guy that's kind of really had a great offseason. I look forward to seeing how he progresses in his second year is uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, who we're very excited about the progress he's made in this offense. Rick, just a little inside football here. You start training camp, and you talk about the draft, and the draft is always on your mind. Where, just explain quickly what, what it's like to be set up so that you're watching every college football player, because I'm amazed at the detail before the NFL draft is in terms of the information you have on these guys. How does that correlate, and how does that start? Because your mind is kind of two places at one time when the season starts. Uh, right now, uh, we, we already have our list. Our, our scouts have their schedules made. Uh, we met in June. Uh, I think we're starting out with close to 8,000 names, and we'll pare that down. I think last year, by the time we got to the end of the, uh, the, the, the cycle there, we had 95 people that were actually involved in the draft last year. 
uh, once you get everybody in and, and add, keep adding pieces to it. So the number one thing is our college scouts are going to get ready to go out here when the colleges start their two-a-days. They'll come in. Actually, we're bringing our college scouts in a little later, like the third preseason game, so they can help us prepare for the 53-man cutdown, not only with our team, uh, but also with the other 31 other teams as we go through that comparison uh, to try to improve our roster if there's anything there that may significantly help us. Uh, but that process has already started. They've been studying college t- uh, tape already this summer, and then I'll get start getting into it here in the fall once things get going. Rick Spillen, we uh, I know you got so many things on your desk. We really appreciate you joining us here this morning. And because there are no good restaurants in New York City, or maybe they're all closed because of the blackout, when Sid comes in, we'll get you one of those Murray certificates. Yep. I was hoping to get a Max and Irma. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you two tickets to the Guthrie for you and your wife. Otherwise, you won't go. <laughs> hey, guys, right, the dolls guys. are now very good. Thanks right, so much. Thanks, Rick. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Tuesday. Okay, that's Rick Spielman back uh, with uh, basketball talk right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, David, Mike. Welcome back, Sports Huddle. Mike, Max, Dave, Mona, Sid Hartman on his way in. Gerson Rosas, president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves, joins us now. We appreciate that very much. Gerson, we watch the summer games, and you try to extract what you can, and these have kind of actually become uh, uh, some pretty good viewing in terms of ESPN and NBA TV in the summertime if you want to watch because you forget how good the players are, that won't, even the ones that won't make an NBA team. But what was your objective going in, and, and what, did you, uh, what, what message did you want to send to the whole organization in terms of how you play? Uh, it's a big picture. I think the, the first thing we wanted to do is establish an identity. Um, you know, every platform is important for us with our coaching staff and with our players. Uh, and it's how we're going to play offensively, how we're going to play defensively. Uh, but then at the same time, it's an evaluation of the young players and the development of our roster players to make sure that they can grow and develop into the system we want to play. Gerson, uh, you signed uh, Naz Reed. Do I talk a little bit about him? And then you picked up somebody not, you know, maybe wildly heralded, but was trying to do a little reading to get the backstory. Talk about Shabazz Napier and what he might bring to the team. So with with Naz, um, you know, it's one of the, the first fruits of of our staff's labor. Uh, we, he was a guy that we targeted once he went undrafted, and you know, you don't know. You know, you, we took a chance on him. We looked to get him on a two way. Uh, we brought him into mini camp. He did well in mini camp. We moved over to the games, and he continued to have success. Really showed that he potentially is a really good fit for how we want to play and how we want our bigs to play. A guy that can play inside and out, uh, very young, a lot of talented, a lot of physical tools. Uh, so we were fortunate. We were able to work out a deal, uh, a multi-year deal that allows us to invest in him more and help him develop and allow him to be a part of our organization for, for a long period. Um, and we, we were excited about that because it was almost an extra pick for us, a young big at 19 years old who could potentially develop into someone that can play in our system and can contribute to our program is very important. Uh, so for us, that was, uh, that was a big step forward. Uh, coming through the draft, and then, you know, Shabazz Napier is is a guy who's who's established in the league. Uh, he, you know, he's a guy who's trying to move forward in terms of his role and his ability to impact the game. Uh, but we like them. Uh, we like them as a guy that can play the point guard position the way we want to play in our system. 
had some experience in a couple of programs in in Portland where David Vanderpool was and in Brooklyn where Pablo Prigioni was. So, you know, as as things worked out uh, in free agency, we've got an opportunity to get both Shabazz and Travion Graham in that deal um, pretty much for, you know, for nothing. And when you can take an opportunity on young guys uh, that are system fits, you know, we always want to take advantage of those. Uh, obviously, uh, Culver didn't play in the summer games. You introduced him officially uh, in St. Paul the other day as your, your first-round pick, the trade being made and all those things. What kind of a program do you have him on, and, and what kind of conversations do you have about him, about what you expect from him in his first year? You know, we're very excited about Jarrett, and uh, it's tough because our fans uh, couldn't see him in summer league, um, but he was one of the best college players this past season. I mean, he's got a very humble story coming from Lubbock, Texas, uh, going to Texas Tech and leading his team to the national championship game. Uh, but we're extremely excited for him. We think over time he can be a, a high-level player for us, a guy who's a playmaker, who's a scorer, who's a defender, plays both ends of the floor, has good size, and has unbelievable makeup. You know, a lot of winning qualities, a lot of character uh, you know, we've got a program for him, but he's got a program for for himself that's pretty impressive. The guy loves to work. Uh, he, you know, he's doing everything he can to become the best player that he can be, and that helps us. That helps us not only on the basketball court, but it helps our DNA, and it helps when you're when you're better players or guys that care and are working hard. So we're very excited. All our young guys are going to be big priorities this summer. As we prepare for off-season workouts and training camp, we want them to be in the best shape uh, and to be acclimated as best as they can to how, we're wanna, how we want to play offensively and defensively. Gerson, we barely got to know Robert Covington last year, and then he got hurt, and it didn't seem all that serious, but he never played again the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on his role going forward? So you you got to realize uh, I was part of the Houston front office that signed Robert as an undrafted free agent when he came out of college. So I'm a big fan. I think the way we want to play, his versatility on offense, on defense, his impact is pretty strong. It's something that we're very, very excited about. And he's a guy that's key for our uh, our makeup as well and our chemistry. And he's a guy who's had success in the NBA. Uh, he's, a, he's a bit of an X factor because he can play multiple positions, because he can shoot, and because defensively he has such a big impact. But we're very excited about him. He's had a good summer. He's worked hard, and we're, we're excited to get him come start training camp so we can build um, the core of our team together. Did Jordan Murphy do enough to merit an invite back to camp? And, and how do you deal with the guys, maybe like him, that, yeah, you can invite him to camp, but they have other options they have to consider, and, and they might be better options to play overseas? How, how do you navigate that? Uh, so at the end of the day, each player has a different perspective, you know, whether they want to continue here or whether they want to go overseas. But, um, you know, we felt like the guys that we brought in the summer league were guys that were good fits for us, whether that's in Minnesota with the Timberwolves or in Iowa with the Wolves down there. So for us, it's, you know, I said it earlier, but it's both an evaluation process and it's both a development process as well. And we've got a number of guys who we feel like we want to put into the program and give them an opportunity to grow and develop and have the potential to be NBA players over time. But, you know, they got to make the best decision for themselves. Um, Jordan was great for us in summer league. We really enjoyed having him, and uh, we hope that we can continue to work with him into the future. 
Gerson, always appreciate it. Fun stuff, and uh, uh, I know that uh, this this first uh, this last few months have been a whirlwind for you. So we appreciate you making some time for us. No, oh, my pleasure. It's always great to be on with you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. We'll make sure that we get you one of those silver butter knife steaks too. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> you bet, Gerson Rosas, Minnesota Timberwolves. Plenty more to talk about. Yeah, today. we uh, we'll talk uh, between ourselves a little bit here in the last three minutes or so, and then we're still waiting to find out if we have a twin at ten oh five. The reason being, I think there might be some meetings going on over there this morning, Mike. So we may we may learn. Roy Smalley will join us though in the second half of that hour. All right, we'll be back right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Mike, uh, you know, we're, we uh, Sid just came in. We're trying to get Derek Falvey uh, from uh, what we observed after the game last night. I think there might be some pretty serious discussions yeah. going on in those offices this morning. Yeah, it looks to me like everybody's waiting for somebody to make – you know, everybody's probably got an offer on the same guy, right? Yeah. Whether it's Stroman or Bungardner or Scherzer, I think, is off the table now because Washington's played themselves back into the race and they're – uh, they don't want to give him up. But whoever it is that's at the top of the food chain, I assume everybody's got offers, and you don't want to move to plan B until you've been turned down on plan A. It, I'm talking about starting pitchers now. And so I think that they're caught in that, that quandary of, well, we don't dare go sign this guy if it turns out we can get this guy, you know? And and that's a tough place to be in. But they, that bullpen can be shored up, and, and that's now, not later. I think you're right, and then it's also complicated – it's pretty serious, uh, or seriously speculated. There may be some combo platter deals out there. Mm-hmm. Those are even harder to do, but when they happen, two guys go off the board. So uh, I think you're right. When that first move happens, it's not going to be long, and we're going to see additional moves. So we'll find out. We will or will not have Derek Valvey at, at 10.05. We'll have Roy Smalley at uh, 10.45. Uh, no P.J. Fleck today. We'll be uh, right after this break. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 